welcome to the next episode of Hybrids. Um, how is best to describe it? The best way to describe Guy Ritchie is you'll know it's a Guy Ritchie movie when half the cast talk a little bit like this, and uh, yes, yeah, exactly. we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all from fucking London, me old mucker. And that's a Guy Ritchie movie. Um, but I like it. I, I like a lot of the cast. I like Matthew McConaughey. I like Charlie Hunnam. Um, love. I love. Um, what's his fucking. What's his name? Uh, ever so sorry. Uh, uh, what's his name? Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. I mean, <laughs> great impression, mate. <laughs> I, was like, I was like. When I first saw him and he didn't speak like that, I was like. Okay. <laughs> This is new. He just didn't look like the same person, did he? No, because he grew a bit of facial salad, didn't he? And then, and then he started talking a little bit like this as well, didn't he? <laughs> well, Guy Ritchie movie, you yeah, have to. Yeah, I, exactly. I don't even know if they have a vocal coach. I, I, the, my contagious. idea for the way they pitched it to him, he was like, um, so uh, I've read the scripts, I really I really bloody love it. And uh, what do you want? And uh, they just played every movie that he'd done before. And by the end of it, he was like, I think I understand the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ. <laughs> so, hi buds, welcome to this week's podcast. You are joined by the usual suspects, that is myself, Martin, Chris, I, <laughs> and Aaron. Aloha. <laughs> Hi, it's very exotic. I like it. Yeah, I'm wearing lay. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing else. Just flowers. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sat in my front room with just lay. And I'm not going to tell you where it is. <laughs> <laughs> right then, boys. To start off, how, how have you both been? Uh, do you want to lead, Aaron? Um, well, you know, I am used to it. Um, I have been very well. Um, it feels like it's been a while since we've done this due to a few technical issues and such and previous engagements. Um, but nothing new really. Um, just I'm starting a new job, but I'm not going to go too much into that because that's just not what we do. Um, other than that, it's just been. Oh, man, I just sit around on my arse all day. Like, if I'm not working, I sit on my arse all day and I play, I play games. I'm like a teenager. It's the worst thing about getting asked what you've done this week because you look back and you're like, nothing. I mean, like, I filled it up and I enjoyed myself. Yeah, yeah, that's it. it. Then Unless I was telling you what I actually did in the game, useless. Terrible. Yeah, exactly. And if I, if I, like, I can't lie. I can try and lie, but you'll know that I'm lying. You can, you can try and lie. You can make your life sound more exotic. Yes. What's the first yeah. thing that comes to mind? What do you think other people do? The thing is, I. What is there to do? You know. Have you been keeping up on your gym work? Um. No, I have let that slide a little bit at the moment. I must admit, really? uh, I've been. And then I started eating quite a lot, so um, I had like a bunch of weed, and I was like snacking all the time because I was high. Um, nice, nice. But yeah, I went, oh, that's it, okay, actually no, I did do something. Last Tuesday I went to the pub. I went to the pub for a casual pint, Oof. and um, okay. And then I ended up seeing two guys I used to work with um, at a previous employment, uh, and then we ended up hanging out, and I got absolutely battered. Um, nice. On a school and night. I took, dangerous. And, 
and I took a pill. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Even better. There you Did go. you end up dancing a shit ton? Um, no, it was like really hallucinogenic, so I was like lay back at my, like I ended up going back to mine, I was like pissed, so I threw up. And then I was like lay in bed, and I was like, it's the drugs, it's the drugs. And then I've got this like picture, <laughs> I've got this like picture on my wall, which is like, it's not the most trippy thing, but it was moving around like nobody's business. And I was like freaking out, and I started like moving nice. my hand in front of my face. And you know, like in Doctor Strange, when he like, um, <laughs> you know, when Doctor Strange like does that thing with his arms, there's like yeah, yeah, yeah where he's got like six of them. <laughs> yeah, man, I turned into Doctor Strange. My arm, oh, like loads on my hand. I was like, whoa. <laughs> wow, man! So you awakened your JoJo stand? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably the most. I can't believe that. I can't believe that didn't spring to mind immediately when we were like, "What you been up to?" <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh, just playing games. Well, I, I was like, do I mention drugs? I was like, we've mentioned it before. It's fine. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think it's all right. What about you, man? Uh, for me, uh, I've been to a fuck ton of weddings recently in between the last episode we recorded and this one. Uh, the most recent one I went to was like a, a knicker wedding, which I'd never really heard of before. It's like a Muslim celebration ceremony wedding. And I kept seeing, so like, before we went, one of my friends showed me this TikTok video and it was like all these Indian dudes going into a wedding and they were all dancing in unison. Okay. Uh, and he was like, I wonder if the wedding's gonna be like this. I was like, well, she's marrying our friend who's white. So I doubt, I can't see him coming in with all his best man with like a dance routine prepared. Mm. And then we got to the ceremony, we were sitting on the chairs and all of a sudden we hear like these drum beats from behind us. <laughs> It yeah. starts getting progressively closer. And then you hear like, hey, oh, and then we turn around and him and all the best men come in and they're all like doing this fucking dance routine coming in. I mean, look, I'm fucking sick, mate. You look really good. I'm robbing that for my wedding, 100%. <laughs> like, that is so much more fun than coming into a fucking him. Jesus. Like, he looked like he was having a whale of a time. They were all like dancing around him in a circle. And just look, it was like loads of fucking fun. The only thing is with a Muslim wedding, of course, is it's a dry wedding. And I didn't realise how much I missed alcohol when it comes to like socialising with people who you have no relation to other than we know one of the same people. Mm. Like, I don't even make friends with people on Facebook when I know only one of the same people. Like, so, realistically, I don't know, it's a bit of a strange one. So, the night was mostly quite quiet, and then what they did was, because like, the girl we knew, um, who was getting married, her family is very, they're quite orthodox, but she's a lot more like, I mean, I know her from uni, and she's a lot more laid back than that in reality. Yeah. So what she did was, like, we, we got some photos taken together as a group, and she, like, muttered to us, oh, by the way, at six o'clock, there's, like, a staged walkout, and everyone has to say goodbye and pretend to leave, um, but we're going to be coming back, so just so you're aware. And what they did was, at six o'clock, they all pretend like we stood outside, we threw confetti, they got in a car and they drove off. And then they just waited nearby. Um, the rest of the family packed up their stuff and they left, so it was just all of us around. And then they opened the bar, and yeah. then they came back after like 20, 30 minutes when all her family had gone. Um, and then they could finally start drinking, and that's when the party actually started. Nice, um, nice. But I've never seen anything like it, man. It was really, really bizarre. But of course, like because everyone had been looking forward to drinking all day, um, fucking hell, the moment, the moment, like, her mum left, everyone migrated to the bar, like, immediately. It was like, <laughs> like a fucking flash immediately up there. 
So how um, many people yeah, left but... then? Like, how many people were there to start with, and then how many people uh, left? So it was, it was the relatives mostly that left. Um, so there was probably about maybe 20-something people who left, 24 people, let's say. Uh, and then the people who remained were all friends um, of hers from like university and that kind of thing. So it was a bit of a mixed bag. We still had like a few family members who were like well, more like the cool ones and that mm. kind of thing. Um, but I think it was just like, I know her family is from like Saudi Arabia and that kind of thing. I think it's Saudi. I've been wrong before. Um, but yeah, man, they're just very, they're quite strict. Uh, but it was so interesting to see because I just, I don't know, it's a completely different culture, but fucking banger ceremony. If I am getting married at some point in time, regardless of who it's to or I don't know what reason, could be arranged, who knows? Um, I'm going in with a fucking full on dance routine, man. I'm, I'm prepping it, I'm prepping it. Dirty dancing, lift up my, by the vicar, 100%, getting it all in. It'd be fucking sick. Uh, what have you been up to, Martin? Uh, not too much. S similar to, to Aaron, I'm starting a new job in a couple of weeks, so been doing nice. a lot of work for for that. All the sort of forms to start, all the boring stuff. So I won't. Same as Aaron, won't go into too much detail. No one, no one will find that interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, played football this weekend. Uh, that was brutal. The team we that our opposition was. Uh, the built-up power opposition was uh, full of like 19, 20 year olds so they'd all been out on the piss the night before nice. and could still run we've been out yeah, on the they, piss they the night before they knew they were against and, old men didn't they uh, it seems so, I mean we still beat them fortunately um, good for you which is a benefit of probably all being a foot taller than they were um, <laughs> are you sure they were 19? were you not against like a secondary school? no, they, they have to be over 18 um, oh okay but and some of them were good players it was just fortunately um, we, we have got quite a large like tall beefy squad so we, we, we do quite just well you goalkeeper like <laughs> hockey you just put the fat kid in goal and you're like yes no <laughs> not quite um, but yeah no so we won that that was all the way over in Solihull though so it's a bit of a mission to get there was, uh, yeah, man. Pretty hard to get there for early doors on a Sunday morning. Didn't appreciate it. Um, were they at home? Yeah, they were at home. Um, yeah, no wonder they were on the piss the night before. Then you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but all of our lot still did, and I mean the one that got in at four thirty in the morning, we're leaving for about seven. Uh, nice. <laughs> he's good lad. Um, yeah. No. What else have I done? Christ. Same as you, Aaron. Everything just flies by. Um, yeah, it's like when, when you put on the spot trying to think of what you're doing, you're like, actually, I've done fuck all. Yeah. Oh, Saturday, um, went to watch my the t football team I actually support play. We won. Also a good day, although it's really weird because there was a few things, and it's one of the first times I've ever walked away from a football game where my team have won, and I've been disappointed like properly like normally you walk away and you, you sort of write off the bad points of the game and I was yeah. looking at it going oh we were shit here we were shit there like it really put me down Who? and I was like we've won though and it's quite hard did you win against a good side or a bad side um, they're not a great side they're bottom half of a league side 
So we... And was it that you struggled more than you expected, or you just won in the way that you didn't want? Um, we made them look good for for chunks of the game, and we should have had the game out of sight by half time. We conceded to a calamitous error that was just ridiculous. And um, yeah, a couple of the players in the squad just or in the team didn't hit their performance like I expected really and this this is me sat here playing Sunday League football of the lowest quality being out to write them but <laughs> it's one of those things being like an armchair fan isn't it like one of your players turned up after being on the piss from four in the morning and then you went to watch the professionals and you were like it's like they're not even taking it seriously like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but if I was paid 100 grand a week I wouldn't go out on the beers Bro, you wouldn't go out on the beers for the first year you were doing it. After a year, it just starts to feel normal. And then you're going to have, like, you're still human at the end of the day. You're going to have your social life and all the rest. Because, like, for a while, the hundred grand a year is going to be like, holy fuck, I'm making bank. And then after a while, it's just what you make. And then you're going to work. Like, you're still going to go on the piss on a weeknight because you're a human being. Yeah, but if you're a football player, you've got to perform on one day. Yes, you've got to train hard-ish. But, realistically... That Saturday or Sunday is that one time a week you have to you have to play hard. And I'm sorry, I go out Monday to Friday, get absolutely caned every day, and then then like keep it calm Saturday. Well, it's how they used to do it back in the day, innit? I think back in the day they just used to carry on. It's part of the system. But then they got paid fuck all, depending on how far back you go, doesn't it? Well, yeah. It, it, well, I suppose it was good in in their time, but it's not multi-millionaire money like it is today yeah it's just but it's one of those things where like I mean I guess but at the same time like you know the players get paid a fuck ton but then like there's an element of like uh, you know like um, I was talking to someone recently about um, they've stopped doing royalties as much with TV shows so actors and TV shows their contracts now they tend to get lump sums instead of getting royalties afterwards Mm. but of course royalties is where you make the fucking lion's share of the money the money's still being made, it's just not going in the pockets of the people who are on the face of it. It's going in the pockets of producers and the people behind the scenes. Same as um, things like Spotify, where like musicians used to make a ma- massive fuck ton of money. The money's still being made, it's just not going to the musicians now. It's going to people also behind the scenes who are like running Spotify doing all this other bollocks. I wonder if it'll go the same way with football, where like, like the, the ticket prices still go up. like. You still have to pay more money to do the same thing, but the players may eventually start getting paid a little bit less, and then who's making the money? And it'll just all go to the owners of the teams. I it think depends, they reckon up anyways. The, the whole of the... The way that it's gone is, like, the whole, like, economy and wages of football is, like, that they're not in a position where they could they could pay players less now unless they were to, like, incentivize them with, like... Merchandise well, it's why it's always going or... up all the time because the best is always going to want to get paid more than the person who yeah, used well, to be yeah, the best. That's so it. it's always all, going it, up, all it, it takes is one ridiculous transfer. For you look at for, you look at when um, Neymar went for God knows how much fucking money, and it just spun everything out of control. Um, and now you get just like 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 when there's rumours of someone a player being bought for two hundred million, you don't even like you don't even question it. You're like, oh, it could probably happen. Yeah, and then like, you've got teams like PSG that are going to ruin it even further where they must be tapping up or touting players 
prior to contracts ending. Getting them to run down their contract and then going, right, we don't have to pay 80, 90 million for you. So what we'll do is we will just put you on unreal money. Uh, and that's how they do it. It's like Donna you're, Rummer, you're, you're allowed keeper. to though, aren't you? I'm pretty sure you're allowed to. I think you're pretty sure there's nothing illegal about them tapping up a player as long as they're above the age of 18, isn't it? So technically, uh, te- technically, really- I could like own Liverpool and I could talk to like Mbappe about coming. I just can't make a formal approach. Yeah, I th- and I think the, there might be regulations if they've got so long left on their contract. Yeah, I imagine. I, I, I imagine it's so, got to be less uh, than a year or less than six months on the contract. And the, and the thing, the thing is, you, like, it depends how serious it is, isn't it? Like, if 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 you're a footballer and I own a football club and you've got three years on a contract, and me and you have a casual conversation where it comes up that I wouldn't mind having you on my team, and then you casually say how, oh, I wouldn't mind playing for your team, like, you know what I mean? It's it's like there's there's I I imagine the lines are so blurred. It's like well. They were just talking about some something. It wasn't really like serious. Yeah, or hypothetical. Maybe. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly, exactly. Like it's got to be, hasn't it? Like th- there's so much of it now where like like you, you've seen all the transfer rumours. You like, like the thing is, all it's, the... it's all done through agents, isn't it? The the, the the player's never going to sit down with the chairman of a different football club. Their agent. No, do they fuck? Junior member might go and have a chat because then it keeps it off the records and no one can say who he was. That agent will have 80 players on the books, so therefore, mm. who knows who they were talking about. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you think they'll ever salary cap football? No. No, they won't. They should. I, I, why, I, why do you think they won't? Yeah, but even if they did salary cap football, like the money, they'd still increase the ticket prices, it'd all just go to the owners. Yeah, Same like the, the NFL. Like did, they're did, still did, making, a, the money's being made. The difficulty with salary capping is, like, in football, it's like, whereas in, like, NFL and NHL, it's like one, like, that's one sport has that one league, essentially, doesn't it? Um, There's, there's like, there's every country has its own FA, and then you've got... Yeah, and like, they'd just leave your fucking country, wouldn't they, and go somewhere else? Yeah, it's like, say, like, the English FA turned around and said, this is the salary cap, this is the most that you can spend on, like salary for your players the French the French um, FA could turn around and be like oh well if we increase our cap then we're more likely to get better players which then means that more people watch our league and you know etc etc and it, it would just end up being that everyone would try and like increase their cap to mean that they could pay players more to, like get, the, get them out like it need to be a blanket approach but no one would agree to it whereas like when you've got the NFL where don't the NFL like own every team in the league or something like that yeah and there's only 32 owners in the NFL whereas I mean you look across the football teams there's probably even going down to sort of league sort of league two before you drop out of the the football league I'd say probably in the UK there's probably well there's what four leagues of at least 20 or 30 teams you're looking at 100 teams just there that's in oh yeah yeah exactly but in the NFL there is there's an element of equality in the NFL as well where like all the 32 teams have to agree unanimously to a new owner be coming in and changing with someone who's there already or the creation of a new team so even if your team is like shittest in the league you have an equal say to the other teams because they share the ticket pricing between all of them yeah, yeah. 
yeah. regardless of how big your stadium is, they all get shared among you. And then, of course, they've got like their breast cancer awareness scam where they fucking, hey, every, all the teams wear in pink for October. And then they get like, oh, you can buy this jersey. It's in pink. And then we'll put like 0.1% to breast cancer awareness yeah, and yeah, then yeah, they yeah. keep the rest. Like, motherfuckers. Have you been keeping up on the, uh, on the results and the scores from the NFL, Chris? Uh, I haven't. I haven't massively, to be honest. Um, I was just thinking in terms of um, going back to like European football and that kind of thing. Um, just how much of like I do quite enjoy how much of a fucking blokey pastime um, OG football is. Like you see stuff like like this is England or that kind of thing. Like just really fucking like anything with a ginster's pie involved and like you've got like a you know like rugby league and all that sort of Mm. stuff like just typical like grass stained grottiness Um, because you did a dissertation didn't you Aaron on something fairly similar which was like UK pub culture and that kind of thing yeah 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 because I just find it interesting like when we like had the Euros and that kind of thing uh, like you see like videos of like whenever people score and there's fucking like beer everywhere and all that sort of stuff I, just, I don't know, I just find it like, it's it's an interesting subculture within itself. Yeah, and it's like, well, it's like when you look at the Euros and like, and like, and like the World Cup a few years ago, like, you're got your arms around people celebrating, cheering with like someone that you would never have spoken to, spoke to in like, like in your life kind of thing. Like everybody just comes together yeah. and they like, it doesn't, doesn't matter who you are, like, everybody's just buzzing like there's something like when the Euros won and like England were doing really well like there was just something in the air wasn't there like 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 around the time yeah, the games sure, were man. being played and like you'd go into a pub like like an hour before the game there was just like something in the air that was different well the whole country is watching it like the entire country is involved regardless even me who doesn't give a fuck about it as soon as we get to like a semi-final I'm like hey, I'll go down the pub I'll have a watch <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking get on the bandwagon uh, I don't care in the middle of the knockouts no and um, you start you start uh, painting St. Uh, St. George's flag <laughs> yeah yeah on, on me cheeks on me cheeks before <laughs> Leave. Right. It saves a heartbreak like in Africa, in uh, South Africa and Brazil where we barely made it through the groups. Well, didn't make it through the groups. So. Yeah, exactly. But I was just thinking in terms of like, uh, so we watched um, The Gentleman in preparation for this episode. And like, even like Guy Ritchie and that kind of thing, they're really big into like, sort of like, the grotty London subculture and all that sort of thing. And I just, uh, I find it quite interesting like how hardcore, like blokey, they tend to get with Guy Ritchie stuff. Mm. Um, do you guys want to talk a little bit about the gentleman that we? Yeah. Uh, you both seen. I it, suppose we you? should really, as we've watched it, haven't we? It's uh, it's actually a film I quite enjoy um, myself, and obviously that's why I put it forward to recommend it. Had both of you watched it prior to? to myself recommending it or Uh, I watched it roughly maybe about four days before you recommended it because I saw it was leaving Amazon Prime I was like ah you know what I haven't gotten around to it I'll check it out and I saw um, Lock Stock and Two Smoking Barrels maybe like four months before and that was the first Guy Ritchie movie I'd seen and I thoroughly enjoyed it like because it doesn't really take itself too seriously so I quite enjoyed it Um, just for the audience at home The Gentleman is a Guy Ritchie movie if you haven't seen Guy Ritchie um, how is best to describe it? The best way to describe Guy Ritchie is you'll know it's a Guy Ritchie movie when half the cast talk a little bit like this, and uh, yes, yeah, exactly. we gotta go, <laughs> and we're all from fucking London, me old mucker, and that's a Guy Ritchie movie. 
<laughs> yeah, legit. Um, like Lock, Stock and Two Soaked Barrels I really enjoyed, but The Gentleman is about um, a dude trying to run... Matthew McConaughey has been running a weed operation in the UK for a number of years and he's looking to retire. But because he's retiring, a lot of people mistake it for weakness and then hilarity ensues is more or less the gist, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm quite happy to start off, if you like. You go ahead, my boy. Yeah. Well, I um, I mean, I, I quite liked it. Because it, it, it's a bit of a weird one. I feel like no Guy Ritchie film takes itself seriously. And they all... It's always like... It, it's always like... A serious plot with like comedic undertones. But yeah. I felt like this took itself a lot more seriously than other Guy Ritchie films. Like, there was still the comedy bit, bits in it, and it was still like quite funny. But I found that it was like a lot more serious than like when you watch like Snatch or um, like Lot of Stock. Like that's like there's so much comedy in there. Um, yeah. Whereas like this was like I found it was it was very serious, and the bits that were funny were a bit like. Um, it was like more dry humour as opposed to like the obvious humour in the stuff before. Um, but I like it. I, I like a lot of the cast. I like Matthew McConaughey. I like Charlie Hunnam. Um, love. I love. Um, what's his fucking. What's his name? Uh, ever so sorry. Uh, uh, what's his name? Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. I mean, <laughs> great impression, mate. <laughs> I was like, I was like, when I first saw him and he didn't speak like that, I was like, okay, <laughs> this is new. He just didn't look like the same person, did he? No, because he grew a bit of facial salad, didn't he? He grew a bit of facial salad, and then he started I talking. I don't like bit... that term at all. <laughs> and, then, and then he started talking a little bit like this as well, didn't he? <laughs> well, Guy Ritchie movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I don't even know if they have a vocal coach. My idea for the way they pitched it to him, he was like, um,. So uh, I've read the script. I really, I really bloody love it. And uh, what do you want? And uh, they just played every movie that he'd done before. And by the end of it, it was like, I think I understand the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ! <Yeah. laughs> um, but no, no, I, I really liked it. it. It's not one of his best ones, but it's like, if, if, if you, if. We were like hanging out, and one of you turned around and said, "Oh, I'm gonna put the gentleman." Like I wouldn't turn my nose up at it. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, cool," but I don't think I'd watch it as intently as I watched it when the first time. Like I could easily talk over it, yeah, that's fair and enough. like watch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you'd still pick it up as well. Like yeah, it's definitely. not a super intense movie. Whereas um, one of the things I did really like, Guy Ritchie has got a quite an interesting way of like, he just gets loads of like sort of disjointed branches. And, and has it all cut like because like, for, like, for most of the movie you're just like how the fuck are these people ever going to meet each other mm. mm-hmm. and then by the end of the movie they're all in the same scenario and whether they're against each other or they're on the same side you know all of them fairly intimately by that point you know their motivations and so like it's sort of like up to you who you root for and vice versa um, I fucking I don't know if any, um, you may have seen some clips perhaps of, uh, if you haven't seen The Gentleman, of uh, there's an awful fucking disgusting Cockney man who has this long speech about pigs eating through, like, eat through bones like butter. Like, <laughs> and he's like super fucking gross. It, it did make me think when I was watching it, when we did our How to Get Away with Murder episode, I remember doing that episode with you guys and being like, how do they know? so much about fucking pigs eating people. 
I, I just I didn't know where it had come from, and now I know. Now I realise you're getting your tips from Guy Ritchie movies. Um, but I, one thing I did notice throughout it, which I thought was really bizarre, was did you notice all the gay jokes? Like yes. the continuous gay jokes. It never stopped. Every single character all the time. And they're all like flirting with each other. All of them were. All the blokes were flirting all the time. It never fucking stopped. Ever. But because of that, I think I didn't take it as seriously as you, Aaron. I actually thought it was one of the more light-hearted Guy Ritchie movies in comparison to something like Snatch. But then I'd say it was on par with Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Mm. It just wasn't so much that like... In Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, I can point to certain characters and say, you're comic relief. Yeah. Every single time it switches to their scene, it's like a goof. Versus um, The Gentleman, there was a lot more serious characters, but they were all bringing in elements of levity at different moments. So when it was serious, it had to be serious. The only person who wasn't really much of a joker, or at least I didn't find him funny because I thought he was gross, but I think he's meant to be, was the Cockney guy with the pigs. I think you're meant to fucking hate that guy. Uh, and he's meant to make your skin crawl. Mm. Uh, and he did a great job because he did. Yeah, see, for, for me, the my favourite character in the whole thing was Colin Farrell. Um, ju- just the way he was. I think it's partly the accent. I just found him quite funny. Um, go on, go was... on, uh, Martin. We've, we've, we've all done an accent. There's no way I can... <laughs> I have shit at accents anyways. Have a go. No, I'm putting my foot down. I'm not. Um, but yeah, between him and... I've got to say, without my favourite scene is... Um, probably in the whole movie. Is where um, Charlie Hannum is... Um, they throw the one person out of the, out of the building and then he's chasing the kids who'd filmed it and uh, yeah. I won't divulge too much detail on how he gets the phone back um, but I really was quite tickled by by that scene um, is that the one with the gun when it, wait, wait, it wait. spoiler alert um, if you've never oh yeah put a warning um, we'll try not to spoil too much but I mean, it's two years old. <laughs> yeah. I love for you, when it doesn't matter how old the movie is, it's whether you've seen it or not. You're like, well, I've had enough time to watch it, so go fuck yourself. Because, <laughs> like, I can understand when we were watching, like, The Karate Kid, but like you say, it's only two years old. And who the fuck is rushing out to see a Guy Ritchie movie? I don't know. I don't really know anyone aside from maybe To be fair, Martin. though, I know that I, the cliff that Martin's on about, I saw that numerous times before I watched the film like it was oh, I had like, as well say, The Gentleman is possibly the most memeable Guy Ritchie movie I haven't seen most of them worm their way into popular culture that much but The Gentleman I've actually seen quite a few scenes or clips from because they all they've been referenced a lot in other stuff yeah it had quite a star-studded cast though didn't it like yeah man, it I, I know that he's had like big names before but like like Charlie Hunnam's, Hunnam's quite big you've got um um, Matthew McConaughey is huge. Massive. Like, I yeah. get, that's a well, Hugh Grant McConaughey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin Farrell. Yeah, man, they got some really fucking good actors in. They got some really good actors in there. I don't know, I pulled that one off. Uh, ultimately, what would you uh, guys rate the gentleman out of ten? Are we doing it out of ten? Is that what we usually I do? Think I think we do it out of ten. Don't we, we usually do it out of ten. All right, boys. What do you reckon? 
Go on, Aaron, you go first. Nah, see, I feel like I go first quite a lot, and then I get, like, you poke holes in it, so I'm going to go last this time. I would say, personally, I think the gentleman, I would rate it maybe... I'd say 7.5, because there are other Guy Ritchie movies I would rate higher. Um, and if I were to rate the gentleman any higher than that, I feel like I wouldn't be comfortable like rating Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels like a nine or something. So I would say 7.5 for me, the gentleman. So I, I was actually struggling between whether I gave it an eight or a 7.5. So I agree. It, it's one of those films that I would happily watch again tonight but then I probably wouldn't watch it for another six months or a year. Uh, and yep. it, it's one of those. If it's if it's on TV, I wouldn't turn it off. But I probably because I've already watched it probably two or three times now. I'm not going yeah. out chasing to watch it a third time. Yeah, true. Well, you wouldn't watch it on a first date, would you? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really romantic film. Uh... <laughs> Um, oh, I've never seen the gentleman. Ooh, what's that? <laughs> like, because it, it doesn't sound that bad. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. No, he does. Just, it's he got just... Matthew McConaughey in and Hugh Grant. Oh, it's, it sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Put it when, on. when you say the gentleman, Hugh Grant, it sounds like like I picture it like um, a the prequel to Notting like, Hill, down, down to like Abbey. Jerry Maguire, essentially. Like he's <laughs> gonna be like this beautiful rich man, <laughs> which I guess he is. <laughs> Um, I would give it a seven. Any reason yeah. you're not giving it a seven and a half? Explain yourself. Come on. Um, I don't know. I well, well, for one, I don't like. I like to try and settle with a number if I can. So I, I don't like doing point fives um, when I'm like rating. Uh, oh, I'm not saying that I'm better. Right. <laughs> He's too good for us, isn't he? Yeah. You fuck yourself. No, no, no. I, I just like I, I like How to. How dare you? <laughs> I, I like to try and settle on like a final number, and I would say seven. I think like I think eight would be, I think eight would be giving it too much credit, but then I think six would be a disservice. So I think seven is what I'm comfortable yeah. with. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's just above average. It is a good movie, and I did enjoy watching it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that, that's it. Like, for me, a five is a film that I watched all the way, but I was not paying attention the whole time. Like, I definitely paid attention the whole time. Like, first time I watched it. Uh, general consensus. So, something I'd like to introduce into our little uh, movie and TV reviews. Um, who would you recommend it to? So, not like naming a name or anything like that, but you know, like we joked about, like obviously it's not a first date movie. Yeah. Who who that you know would you be like comfortable saying this movie check it out and you feel like they would enjoy it. I reckon this would be a good movie for like like I know my fucking dad would love it 100%. Uh, and then barring that most people who are into like cult classics I would say would quite enjoy this. Yeah. Um, but yeah. beyond that I don't know that much of a wide list that I would go out of my way to be like you have to see it. Yeah. Anyone who's watching like a Kill Bill I think that that's your sort yeah. of mar- similar esque market, isn't it? That yeah, yeah. And uh, because it's very, it's quite violent. But it's just it's, yeah. it's it's marketed, and this is who I would probably recommend to to middle aged British blokes. Yeah. Mm. Like it's definitely like, got like a pub culture vibe. Yeah, to it, hasn't it's, it? it's it's the kind of film that you you 
you're like in your 30s, 40s maybe, down the pubs with your mates, and it comes with a conversation. Oh, you've watched Gentleman, that's quite a good film. Like, you wouldn't rave about it. I like, I can't imagine that film coming up in any conversation. It'd be like, it's the best film I've ever watched. It'd be like, oh yeah, I watched this the other day. Have you ever watched it? Like, it's kind of good. Do you know what I mean? It's it's one of those, and then your mates would watch him, and oh yeah, it's quite good. Like, I, think, I think that's like the general feeling of the film. Are there any other Guy Ritchie movies that you would recommend before what uh, recommending this? Yeah, Snatch. Snatch is my favourite Guy Ritchie movie. I, think it's I did awesome. like Snatched. Um, God, what else is there? Didn't he do a Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, yeah I'm did. just looking through what he's directed. He's actually directed a lot more than I thought he had. So he directed uh, the t- Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Both of them. He also directed the, uh, the new man from Uncle. He directed Aladdin, you know, the live action remake of Aladdin. He he directed that. (laughs) He's doing Wrath of Man, which is the new Jason Statham movie. That's all that came up when I first Googled Guy Ritchie movies. It was like, oh, fucking hell, he's been busy boy. But I'm quite surprised at his range. I thought that he only did, though, I guess, like. Some of them you do to make money, some of them you do because you want to do. But did he, um, did he write The Gentleman and um, and all the films that you were associating with? Uh, like, if he's, that's a good question. Because if he's directed the that's different. and story. Like. Yeah, screenplay and story for The Gentleman. So, But to be fair, and story could mean he's written like two scenes. Well, no. Well, yeah, yeah well, well, I think, isn't story like... Story would be like he wrote the plot and then somebody's come in and did the script off that story, wouldn't they? So like that's what like, when I say Guy Ritchie film like Snatch, he's probably done the story for that. I imagine so did he did with Lockstock. Whereas like Aladdin, Disney's just gone. To, so I don't know by the way how in that that ended up being a thing. Did did I know if you were like Disney and you're like we need someone to direct. Um, Aladdin remake and someone at the table's like I know I know exactly who we need Guy Ritchie genius say no more get him on the phone like how the fuck did that happen do you reckon he, you reckon he tried to get um, Will Smith to start doing a cockney accent when he came out the uh, came out of the plan <laughs> do you reckon he's just underbidding for the work do you reckon he just wants to put his name to everything so he's just coming in oh, like half oh, price I reckon that it's like the thing is like if you're Disney you just want a well known director who's not going to fuck it up and he's clearly directed other stuff in the past that isn't his usual style so you know he's like a reliable talent he knows what he's doing yeah fuck it farm it out because you're going to be like think how heavily controlled a Disney movie would be in the first place it's not like you get creative control is it no, no, no. Like, like, you're going to do it like you put this your own, you put, like you put your own like stamp this. on it and they are shutting that down aren't they legit man unless you're James Gunn and that was when they were like didn't give a shit about their Marvel properties but like a big name like Aladdin yeah fuck off they're letting you do what you like yeah it makes you think if it was just a publicity stunt he's actually done anything towards it really with with being Aladdin I mean the story is pretty much set in stone and probably written by Disney anyway. I mean like there's quite a few things where they have like sub-directors isn't it but then at the same time like that's a fucking nice paycheck you slam your name on something and then you just sit back you fucking swell mate the dream the dream yeah. although is it Scarlett Johansson has just had to settle with Marvel because she was supposed to be getting like we talk about royalties earlier and them being the the bank and the money maker. Yeah, yeah. She had to settle outside of court because they released it to 
Disney Plus before like too well, soon, and they promised actually... her like cinema sales, and she she was basically going to earn less money out of it. Oh really? Yeah. So yeah. she took them to court and they had to settle with her, so she's had a nice payoff. Good. It, it, uh, it's, I it's like worked, Scarlett Johansson. It's worked really well for everyone, though, hasn't it? Because. I think what happened was they brought Shang Chi out, didn't they? And they only did it in they only did it in the cinemas, and Shang Chi fucking skyrocketed, and like everybody was going to see it. So then Disney were like, "Oh yeah. fuck!" Now because now Scarlett Johansson has like an argument. She was like, "Well, look how well that did. If you bought Black Widow exclusively in cinemas, the numbers would be way better." And yeah. they probably would yeah. have because there's no alternate to watch it. They probably I mean, would. It wouldn't have been yeah. as big. So it's no. It, and the thing is, like, even like the uh, have you seen Black Widow? Yeah, no. it was it was all right. I watched it. It was all right. Uh, I was kind of excited in the trailer. Like, I know that they had um, the dude from Stranger Things as like the Red Captain America or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought he was going to be doing more than just comic relief, but the dude never got a chance to do anything. Everything he did was like a fucking gag, and that was it. He never did anything of substance for the entire movie. See, I really want to go and see that Shang-Chi, but I just don't like going to... Like, I'm not that bothered about going to the cinema. I went to the cinema literally yesterday to watch Shang-Chi. Um, Is it good? I recommend it, recommend? to be honest. Uh, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It did remind me, if you guys have ever seen Kung Fu Hustle... Um, it reminded me a little bit of Kung Fu Hustle. It's like a two, it's um, so it's like um, it's almost like plays a bit like a Chinese martial arts movie, but they all have like, cause it's Marvel, they all have like special powers and stuff. And it's like, I don't know, it's um, as someone who reads a fuck ton of manga from China and stuff, um, I'm used to them talking about cultivation and dragons and shit. So it was right up my alley. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, but I do recommend it. It's uh, It was a fun movie, and I quite enjoy that the new Marvel Cinematic Universe seems to be leaning more towards it being, like, a collection of low-powered superheroes instead of, like, Captain Marvel and Thor, and they're all fucking world-beaters and shit. Mm. It's more like a collection of, like, people who are, like, there's a reason they have to team up, because on their own, none of them are that... Like, they're none of them are fucking, like, knocking a building down or anything like that. No. Um, so it was more a focus on, like, the choreography was fantastic. It was good shit, man. I do recommend it. Do recommend yeah. it. Would you say it's as good um, as Black Panther? I'd say it's on me, par with Black Panther for Black sure. Black Panther's one of my favourite Marvel films. Um, um, I'd say it's on par, personally. Yeah. Really? That's That's impressive. But Black Panther's not one of my favourite Marvel films. Uh, okay. I should also point that out. I don't dislike it, it's fine, but I look at Black Panther in the same way. You know the first Captain America? Mm. I put him all on the same level, I'd say. Well, I'd probably say this is better than the first Captain America because there's clearly a lot more effort has gone into the fight choreography. Same as Black Panther, like they get him to do some fucking great moves. Yeah. The fights are quite entertaining to watch, similar with this. Like they're actually like the action is enjoyable to watch on its own. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, so for next week, gentlemen, uh, or well, maybe whenever we talk about it next, um, whose turn is? I think it's my turn to suggest something. Yeah. Uh, following the hype, I know that we've all already at least watched one or two episodes. I'm going to recommend us to watch Squid Game. Boom. Because you know I like anything with subtitles. Um, <laughs> I'm riding the Korean wave recently. And uh, yeah, I think Squid Game, all I've seen is like a fuck ton of memes about it and that kind of thing. I started watching a little bit of it and I'm really excited to talk about it. Um, so next week or quite soon, we'll have a discussion on Squid Game awesome. um, and see what we all think. 
Uh, that one will definitely need a spoiler warning beforehand, because, uh, you know... For even, sure, even, even yeah, we'll for have me. to disclaim the fuck out of um, it. And also... But just, I don't want to spoil anything past episode, um, say, like, episode three, maybe. Sure, sure. Do you um, want to discuss up to episode I've, three I've, and then do I've it as a bit also, of a... Go on. I've also got the next um, Undesirable Tourist already to rock, so that will be coming Fantastic. up again soon to see dun, dun, if... Dun. <laughs> to see to see if the comeback really is on, I'm definitely it I, is on. I definitely don't have it any favourites. Don't doubt I'm me. I'm impartial. <laughs> <laughs> really, Chris no, is just paying me to on. make it look uh, respectable. Well, he hasn't sent me the answers yet, so just you wait. Um, <laughs> in the <laughs> in the meantime, uh, we hope you guys all have a fantastic week. Uh, thank you so much for listening uh, yet again to us ramble on and on. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this episode uh, and we'll catch you again next week or soon. Um, I hope to talk to you again. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Shout out to New Jersey. Oh, <laughs> God bless them. It's hybrid underscore podcast. That's the Instagram. you got to put the app beforehand. And then the email is hybrids.podcast at gmail.com. Boom, smashed it. Au revoir. Welcome to this week's podcasts. This week you're joined by me and and then done.